Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. What are we talking about today, Kat? We are talking about blocked crown chakra, samsara. The crown chakra is located at the top of our head. And a lot of times if this chakra is out of balance, you may have rigid thoughts or a constant fear of alienation or even analysis, paralysis. Say that three times in a row. (laughs) (laughs) A.K.A. Yeah, life is stuck. Yeah, so this is what, I don't know, part 82 of our chakra series. <laughs> I know. It feels like we've, we've been, got lots of parts now. We do. And we're going to also kind of do a little recap yeah. over all of them. And yeah. just talk about in general maintenance of the chakras. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but like well, I think when it comes to the crown chakra, you know, there's there's a lot to be said for people's spiritual connection. And I know that in this sort of modern day world, world a lot of us are kind of coming to this place of whoa is the spirituality the faith the church the religion I grew up in the right fit for me is Mm -hmm. it where I'm supposed to be in my life right now like is it is it what I was told or is it what I believe and you know there's a lot of discrepancy going on for people and I know there's a lot of people who are maybe pulling away from institutional religion but not from spirituality and so I think it's Mm -hmm. important to you know discuss and digest both Mm -hmm. you know I think there's a migration for people right now to really come back to a place of knowing and understanding that you know deep spirituality comes from within and it also Mm. requires some consistent quiet time prayer time meditation time whatever that looks like for you Mm -hmm. but just because you're not in an institutional church doesn't mean that you don't still need community and a community that agrees or believes in similar morality. Um, Well, I did want to kind of go over a little bit of the crown chakra. So, you know, we associate that with either white or violet color. And it is the body parts are pretty much the head, the head, the brain, the fontanelle. Gemstones are black opal, diamond, quartz, crystal, amethyst. As I was telling you before we started recording, I came prancing in and felt whichever rock I needed to hold during our recording today. And amethyst popped in and now and I was telling you I don't know why well duh we're doing the crown chakra (laughs) that's got to be why but it's you know when your crown chakra is balanced you do have an unshakable trust in your inner guidance so that comes back to what you were just saying so you know having that uh, balanced crown chakra can give you faith in yourself faith in your beliefs and just that in inner knowing yeah and and I know that this is real for a lot of people because how many times have you been in conversation where you bring up something and a person will get quickly defensive mm-hmm. like well that doesn't align with my truth or or that doesn't align with my story or the last time I said that I was attacked by so and so you know right and these are challenges to people's belief and it can be a little bit convicting cuz we're like well I would like 
this for my path, but I also know that I'm not doing the right things to be on that path. And so mm -hmm. it does come to this place of, of self-deprecation, self-sabotage, self-judging, right? Mm -hmm. In in this, what is my actual belief and am I on the right path? We had the yeah. conversation last night during our winter solstice about Dharma and what is your purpose, mm -hmm. right? And and we did too. Yeah. And, <laughs> and are you on the right dharmic path? And, yeah. yeah. Well, and you know what's funny? So many people learn their truths from their parents or from a teacher or from a best friend of what they believe their truth is. And they never listen to what their own truth is. And having yourself, and you know, this is one of my favorite little analogies, shoving yourself into a mold that you don't fit in, it's never going to bring your body and your mind into balance. You're never going to be as happy as you could be if you're forcing yourself to be in a mold that you don't fit in. Right. Yeah. Um, and and I think with that, too, is sometimes we get a little lazy or mm -hmm. sometimes it's just habit and it's the way we've done it. How many times have, you know, something come up where you're like, well, I don't know, that's just the way I've always done it. Well, maybe mm -hmm. that's why you also aren't getting any further than where you currently are, because the pattern of the way you've always done it got you to here, but it's mm -hmm. not going to get you farther. Exactly. Well, some of the other major issues of an unbalanced crown chakra are lack of purpose, loss of meaning, indifference and depression, an attachment to materialism is central, and your ethical and moral beliefs may be weak. You may feel disconnected from the flow of life and nature, and spirituality is generally non-existent if you have a blocked crown chakra, or you may have unquestioning adherence to religious dogma yeah. also. Yeah, this aligns with just mental unwellness in mm -hmm. general. This is where, you know, true clinical psychosis resides, you know, schizophrenia, you mentioned depression, mm -hmm. high levels of anxiety, inability to cope in conversation or inability to have relationships like multiple personality disorders or disassociative mm -hmm. disorders, all of these clinical mental wellnesses or mm -hmm. unwellnesses reside in the seventh chakra, which mm -hmm. also makes it very difficult when you're battling mental illness. How do you recover from it? What are the tools that you need? You know, mm -hmm. who's going to be in your circle to help you so that you don't feel attacked, so that you don't feel disadvantaged, so that you can reach some healing and try and repair the crown chakra? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. There are some uh, physical issues associated with imbalance in the crown chakra. And I always hesitate to mention physical issues because you know, just like someone that takes a psychology class and they see all these personality disorders, they're like, oh my gosh, I've got that. I've got this. So a lot of times, you know, you may just have a, you may just have poison ivy on your skin. <laughs> but, but some of the physical issues are cranial and cerebral illnesses, which you just talked about, diseases of musculoskeletal system, skin problems, chronic exhaustion. Who doesn't have that a lot? You yeah. know, and I do believe that chronic exhaustion is an unbalanced crown chakra, hypersensitivity to light and sound and environment. I don't know. Did you know I, I'm hypersensitive to loud sounds a lot, but I, I don't think it has a thing to do with my crown chakra unless it's been unbalanced my whole life. 
<laughs> so for me, and I think this is kind of a pit to trait, it's mm-hmm. repetitive sound. Yep. So like if dripping water. Yeah. If, <laughs> yeah. I, if there's a gentleman at work who's always clicking his pen uh-huh. and I'm like, yeah, oh, I will lose my shit. I will lose my shit. So, I mean, yes, maybe there's something to be said about the crown chakra, but I also think that that's just propensity for pitta personalities. Yeah. Gosh, we got, we've got so many cool things about our personality. <laughs> but when oh, they go oh. wrong, they go <sighs> radically wrong. Well, you want to hear some things when the crown chakra is balanced. It opens us up to a profound awakening. And who doesn't love that? It's kind of like the lotus blossom when it opens. Yeah. No, it connects us to our innate spiritual nature as well as to the divine or to the cosmic consciousness to God. You can also find a fulfillment of one's true destiny, enhanced sense of the spiritual overall, access to the subconscious and the unconscious realms, if you believe there, and I do. And you just have a sense of bliss. Now, you can't worry about, well, I want a sense of bliss. So I'm going to unlock just my crown chakra and make sure it's balanced. No, I can't do that. Folks, got to start at the bottom, work it on up. <laughs> yeah, there is. Uh, in this case, order does matter. It's mm-hmm. not to say that you can't be working on some of the higher chakras, but unless you actually heal the lower ones, there's always going to be a hang up. Yeah. 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 So some of the things that we can do for the crown chakra for its wellness, you know, mm-hmm. you, we always talk about meditation and that's mm-hmm. a great place. Prayer of any kind. Mm-hmm. Nidra is super great for the crown chakra. Mm-hmm. Church, if that fits your mold, being in community with people, if that means a yoga class with, you know, group pranayama, but in general, it's being together with people who have like-mindedness, but also included maybe that you are working with a counselor or a psychologist, a therapist who's helping you work through some of your more clinical symptoms Mm-hmm. Right. On a basic level, when it comes to crown chakras, anything we can do for the crown, mm-hmm. sometimes that means protection. So while in meditation, wearing a prayer shawl, mm-hmm. sometimes that means flipping yourself upside down and doing inversions, mm-hmm. bringing all of the focus to the crown chakra, specifically like headstands mm-hmm. and just inversions in general, bringing mm-hmm. the blood to the upper part of the body. Mm-hmm. So that it doesn't have to work so hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And another thing that helps is just to be quiet Mm -hmm. because each chakra is associated with sound. And so even and not even meditating, but just being quiet because the sound of the crown chakra is silence. And I wrote down a little Rumi quote for us. Rumi said, there is a voice that doesn't use words. Listen. So, uh so that's that's a wonderful thing to try to do is just be quiet, and that's very hard for us in this day and time. And you mentioned meditating. Another thing you can do to help bring the crown chakra back into balance is to learn, read books, listen to podcasts. Yeah. Tune in to us every week. Yeah, to us. (laughs) I was just thinking or looking. I had literally just been reading a really lovely description of OM, 
and the four sounds being the ah, the ooh, the m, and then the sound of silence. Mm -hmm. And the description of the importance of each of those four parts, it was like aligning the north, the south, the east, and the west, all four directions. The description that I just read was mm -hmm. delightful. There is one other thing that I wanted to mention about bringing your shock, uh, crown chakra into balance, and that's to do a gratitude journal. You know, I talk about journaling all the time, but specifically a gratitude journal will help because when you do this, you're more likely to notice small things throughout your day. And it reminds us that there's more to life than the daily grind. I love that. You can do a balanced breath and this using a balanced breath while you're sitting in silence is a nice way to focus on balancing the, the chakra and that kind of increases the flow of oxygen throughout your body and it helps bring your the balance between the energy moving through your body as well. And also some of the poses you might do, Tanya mentioned some inversion. So any kind of an inversion, even downward facing dog is a wonderful pose to do for, for balancing the crown chakra. Thunderbolt pose is a wonderful crown chakra pose because you're setting and you're lifting and you're lengthening. When you're setting in thunderbolt, if you want to use that as a short meditation spot, you can just meditate on I am at peace with myself. I'm not a big fan of rabbit pose, but rabbit pose again, because it is an inversion. You're on the, you're putting your head, the crown of your head down. Rabbit pose is a wonderful pose for balancing out the crown chakra. So and question for you, why don't you like it? I always feel like I'm choking and I, for the longest time, I thought I was doing it wrong, but you know, I'm always struggling with my throat chakra and also in, it also activates the throat chakra. Mm -hmm. um, and so I don't know if I don't feel safe or I feel claustrophobic when I'm in rabbit, but I just, it's like one of the most uncomfortable poses for me. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't I know. know this about you. I know. It's just crazy. I didn't know this about you. Yeah. All right. Well, I think let's just run back through the chakras and imbalances in general, because I feel like this is a very hot topic. And I think we just need to talk about like, what is it that we can do when we have imbalances in the chakras? And I think it's important again to remind our listeners that your chakra can be imbalanced on the not functioning well side, but also imbalanced on the overworking working side. Mm -hmm. And so there is importance in knowing, okay, are my symptoms because it's not working or are my symptoms because it's overworking? And, mm -hmm. you know, that reminder that it, if it's truly blocked, blocked, that that can be very clinical. So most of the time we're either underworking or overworking. Mm -hmm. And if it's underworking, that what we're going to be doing to assist is to stimulate it. Mm -hmm. And if it's overworking, what we're going to be doing is trying to calm it down. Mm -hmm. So yeah, think of it as, you know, the perfect functioning, we'll say, motor. I mean, I realize it's a cycle of energy, but think of it like a bit like a motor. If it's mm -hmm. well oiled, it's going to function well. Mm -hmm. And if you're driving at 110 miles an hour, you're going to burn it up. Yeah. Well, in a lot of, I mean, we've gone over a lot of details of different things that um, can show if they're over or under balanced. We've also gone over a lot of things with the chakras on what you can do to balance it. One thing, if you forget everything else, if you remember the colors associated with each chakra and you 
kind of bathe yourself in the colors, like for the root chakra, wear red, you know, wear a garnet, wear a ruby, eat red fruits, you know, so you can, you know, and then you can work all your way up the chakras, just focusing on the colors that makes it a little easier Yeah, meditate on the colors. 100%. And like we talk about with most things, meditation and journaling are going to help all of them. Mm -hmm. It's not specific to one or the other. So having a yoga practice that's a well-rounded yoga practice is going to probably be working on all of the chakras, as is taking some time doing some pranayama, doing some meditation. Erring on the eight limbs of yoga are going to help you to rebalance the chakras. It was devised as a very intelligent medical system for body, mind, and spirit healing. Mm -hmm. Yep, bam. (laughs) Yeah, baby. So do we want to hit just a couple of things to remind people for each chakra that they can do besides bathing themselves in those colors? Sure. Okay. Um, So for the root chakra, you can move, you can dance, let your body move. You can get on the yoga mat in pretty much all of these. Um, One thing I love, um, well, two things I love for the root chakra is taking a shower. I love, love, love just taking a shower and using that as a grounding meditation and then going out and walking in nature. Yeah. Anything that you can do that involves the nature or sitting on the ground, putting Mm -hmm. your hands in the grass, taking off your shoes and socks and walking in the grass. Now you can't do that in Minnesota right now, but you got Mm -hmm. You can in Tennessee. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, y'all just must be more grounded than we are here. That's not true because in Minnesota, you can go out and enjoy the snow. You can snowshoe, you can, you know, cross country ski or you know, Mm -hmm. be outside in the weather. Um, And as far as the sacral chakra, again, bathing yourself in the color orange, eating foods that are orange, pumpkins, butternut squash, do hip opening stretches, you know, do a yin class, focus on, you know, um, sun god, focus on warrior two, any poses that are hip opening that activate that area of the body. Yep. And because this is our creative chakra Mm -hmm. doing activities that are arts or crafty you know getting in touch with your hands and maybe go do a painting class with a friend Mm -hmm. you know even if it's not the most amazing artistic design be out there enjoying it Mm -hmm. absolutely solar plexus do uh, well and we had quite the discussion about this one do core work but sometimes we overstimulate that chakra by doing too much core work so just kind of checking in with yourself and see where you are on that stop judging yourself yeah, stop judging yourself <laughs> definitely about body image and mm-hmm. body kindness yeah yeah mirror gazing look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself that you are enough that you are worthy that you are beautiful that you are kind that you are giving tell yourself that and believe it and then practice the breath of fire you gave everyone quite the quite a good description about that in that episode 
Yeah. Really working on the concentration of centering yourself and centering yourself in your your job, your work, your day. And, you know, in general, like you said, core work, but really kind of that important, you know, sort of the knowledge about the fire in the belly and really knowing is this something I need to stoke or is this something that I need to like knock down to a gentle ember? Like, right. Mm -hmm. Right. Really knowing how and what is going to fuel the fire of our will and, you know, our joy in life. Mm -hmm. And moving on up to the heart chakra, write yourself a love letter. And I would love it so much if anyone that does this, if you would message us on Instagram or Facebook and let us know, I did write myself a love letter and just tell us how hard it was or how easy it was, because I it's think it's still on terribly my hard things to do because I, I really want to. <laughs> so, and then try a meta meditation, you know, a loving kindness meditation and volunteer and give back to the community. I think that's one of the greatest things that you can do uh, for the heart chakra is to give back. And uh, can you think of anything else that I missed on? It's generosity in general. Mm -hmm. And it's generosity of spirit. It's generosity of all things. It's not just money, mm -hmm. right? It really is just uh, knowing that what you put out there is what will be reverter reverberated back to you, mm -hmm. right? That it is that um, sort of Newton's law, right? Mm -hmm. What goes out comes back kind of thing. Yeah. And, and just know that the beauty of of abundance is in gift giving without strings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's very important. It's hard for people to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on to the throat chakra, practicing cat cow. It's a wonderful pose to activate the throat chakra. Shoulder stands uh, are wonderful for the throat chakra. Fish pose is great for the throat chakra. Speaking, speak your truth, speak positively and focus on positive communication with others and sing. Sing like you did when you were a kid. Sing loud and don't worry about if you're on, cue, on key. Who cares? Yeah. Mantras and chanting. Mm-hmm. Good pranayama, any sort of a vibratory activity mm -hmm. for the throat, like ujjayi mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. jalandhara bandha. Mm -hmm. And I love satnam um, as a mantra to chant uh, for the throat chakra. Well, I like it for all of them, but I really <laughs> like it for the throat. Truth is my essence. I like that a lot. Um, then we are moseying on to the third eye chakra and candle gazing. We did candle gazing in our winter solstice class last night oh. and it was wonderful no one kicked the candles over either I was so excited but okay. <laughs> but candle gazing is powerful and it does connect the energy of the third eye by stimulating your two eyes and encouraging that uh, deep focus on that flickering flame so it's wonderful so you can try that just for a few minutes and I find whenever I do a candle gazing meditation I like to let my eyes get sleepy and let them just almost close <laughs> I wish y'all could see Tanya and I. We're both now sitting here with our eyes almost closed. <laughs> but uh, I do like it almost closing them, then closing them and reopening and refocusing. I enjoy doing that. It's 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 a very powerful 
uh, meditation for me. Journaling, making a list of sentences that start with I am and they all have to be positive. And then dream journals for the third eye. Love it. Working on lucid dreaming and training Mm -hmm. lucid dreaming, but in general, you know, focusing on the third eye in the form of gazing, uh, whether it's at a candle or just simply gazing at the third eye during meditation. Child's pose where you actually bring the third eye to the earth and directly Mm -hmm. grounding. Yeah, it's lovely. Love, love, love it. Mm -hmm. And then that brings us right back to the crown chakra where we started today. Uh (laughs) Look at that. And so in general... I think most everybody has some kind of an imbalance in their chakras and it's up to us to do some investigation, find out which ones are the ones that are either holding us back or are overworking Mm-hmm. And then take time to begin to assess and try and work through it and know that you're not alone. There's mm-hmm. great ways. There's lots of people out there who are working on energy medicine now. Find yourself an energy healer. Find yourself a Reiki healer. Find yourself somebody who is going to help you work on the energetics in your body. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I do have some, it's not a book but it is a tool that I think is wonderful that I would like to share. The Chakra Deck by Olivia Miller, the Chakra Deck, and I love it. It breaks down every single thing. It gives you yoga poses and meditations and breath work for every chakra to help balance it. And then the book that you rec- that you had us read for our 500-hour training, The Wills of Life by mm-hmm. Anado Judith but those are some great resources. There's so many good chakra books out there. And I know, oh, Tanya, you have like 30 of them probably. <laughs> I do have a few over there. I was going to be like, oh, I could list them off. But then I'm like, eh, I got a lot of them and I don't want to just love it. Yep. So get out there and get balanced, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you heard it from Kat. Just yeah. do it. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> Perfect. I'm Kat Khan. And I am Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas on a Pod signing off. Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast. And we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at Two Pittas on a Pod.